What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Niners Nation Instant Reaction Podcast. I am Rob Stats Guerrera here with you. The regular season is officially over. Your San Francisco 49ers are going to the playoffs on a 10, count it, 10-game winning streak, baby, because this team is rolling. Before we get officially started here, I'm going to be joined by Levin Black in a minute. I want to remind everybody, please rate, review, follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. We have absolutely crushed our download record that we set last year. We more than doubled it. And that is a credit to you and your support. And we are so, so grateful for it. So please, thank you, everybody. Continue to do that. Smash that like button. Hit the subscribe button on the YouTube channel. We are so, so grateful. Also want to give a shout out to my friends at Homage. Got my sweatshirt on. There we go. Going old school today. Throwback 49ers sweatshirt. If you love 49ers gear, please, please, please go to check out homage.com. They have awesome clothes for you. Not the same old 49ers gear that you see on NFL.com. And they got some new stuff. Even since Christmas, they have some new designs. So if you've already checked it out, make sure you go back and check it out because they have new stuff. You got to gear up for the playoffs, man. You got to look good for the Super Bowl run here. Let's go. So shout out to Homage. Thank you to them for their support of this show. I don't know where to start in this one. This game caps one of the crazy, I, I'm just going to say it, the craziest season of my 49ers fandom. I, I think it's pretty clear. I mean, consider three quarterbacks played for the 49ers this year. Nick Bosa missed time. Debo Samuel missed time. George Kittle missed time. The Seahawks came from nowhere to be a potential playoff team, although they're having their own problems right now. That game with the Rams is going into overtime. This was a crazy year for the 49ers. All the preseason predictions that we made, all the time we spent trying to predict how it was going to go with Trey Lance and everything, and less than five quarters into the season, all of that changed. All of that was thrown upside down. And yet here we sit on January 8th, 2023. The 49ers have won 13 games. They have won the NFC West, and they are on a 10-game winning streak. They are just the ninth team in the last quarter century to go into the playoffs on a 10 game or more winning streak that's overcoming adversity that's great coaching obviously that's great players that's where we are with this 49ers team they have everything that you need to win a super bowl they have depth they have playoff experience they have great coaching they have anything you could possibly want except for maybe a franchise quarterback, but they got a quarterback right now in Brock Purdy who's playing pretty damn good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. And yeah, I finally went there. Diego joining the stream. What's good? Always appreciate the love. If you got a comment, please drop it in. Another good comment from Diego. So weird going from all out chaos after three and four, now resting the original third string quarterback before we go into the playoffs. It's a great point. We saw Josh Johnson in this game. What the hell? Like, that's how good it's going right now for the 49ers. It's a great point by you, Diego. Always appreciate that. I like this one from Waveware watching on YouTube. Four more wins to go. That's right. 10-game win streak. Got to make it 14 now. That's it. Let's see if they can do it. You got to think right now, there's no reason why not. There is no reason why not. 
And, you know, I want to kind of start bigger picture here. We can zoom in on this game and then we'll talk about sort of the overarching season for the 49ers. But I mean, they turned it on in the second half. I thought it was really, really interesting. Obviously, they get the 38-13 win. But at halftime of this game, it was 21-13 Niners. And Kyle Shanahan told Jen Hale of the Fox broadcast team that he was not happy with the performance. The exact quote he gave was, stop messing around. He said he wasn't going to rest the starters because he was mad and he wanted to see them come out in the second half and take advantage. Well, let's just do a quick check in the second half. Here are the possessions for the 49ers. Touchdown, field goal, touchdown, and then they took everybody out. So then they went punt, punt, turnover on downs. But again, that was the non-essential employees, as I called it on Twitter. Let's check out the Cardinals drives. Meanwhile, in the second half, interception, fumble, turnover on downs, punt, interception. That's domination by the 49ers. I think it was clear. They turned it on in the second half and they showed that they're ready, that they are ready for the playoffs. Flint watching on the YouTube page. Number six is in sight. Go Niners. Thanks for another great season of coverage, Rob. You guys rock. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. So, yeah, like I said, first half, you know, 21-13. Niners offense was weird. Game started out exactly what we didn't want to see, right? The Cardinals on the second play of the game throw a 77-yard touchdown pass to A.J. Green. Deep pass, which is what we were all worried about coming into the game. And it was like right out of the gate, like, oh, we're not going to we're not going to do this again. right? We're not going to make another backup quarterback look like a star player. But they didn't. That absolutely didn't happen. David Blau finished 14 of 18 for 180 yards with a touchdown and two picks. Shout out to Sean Gibson. Two interceptions for you. Three in his last two games. Love that. 49er safeties all of a sudden getting interceptions. Who knew? Apparently that was a thing. Uh, so we don't know yet who the 49ers playoff opponent is going to be. It depends on what happens with the Seahawks game and also what happens uh, with this Packers game on Sunday night football. More than likely, it's going to be the Packers. I certainly don't trust Jared Goff outdoors in Lambeau. Uh, so we'll see. But, you know, there's a thing that was trending on Twitter that I saw. They have to play us. That's kind of how I feel about the 49ers in the playoffs, whether it's the Packers, whether it's the Lions, whoever it's going to be. They got to play us. You know, I'm not going to worry about who the 49ers are going to play. They got to play us. And I know it's been used to death in the past few weeks, especially during this winning streak. But really, nobody wants to play the 49ers right now in the playoffs. As I'm happy to be joined by Levin Black. What's up, Levin? Thanks for jumping in. Yeah, I can actually make it for one. I know. It's about time to forget like how to get here because you haven't been here in so long. No, I was actually looking up uh, some quick statistics that was going to be a heck of a lot easier when I'm not trying to talk okay. and listen all at the same time. So, in other words, you knew the show was going on. You knew you should have been on the air, and you were like, no, I'll just stop, take my sweet time looking up some statistics, and join when I'm good and ready. Oh, it's been a whole seven minutes. That means you were pretty much just finishing up your beginning <laughs> rant and no monologue, way. opening monologue of Rob. Not a rant today. What do you have to rant about? Just a dominant performance. Um, George Kittle catching touchdowns left, (laughs) right, and center. He can't be stopped in the red zone. It was awesome to see that today. Yeah, now we know what the issue was. (laughs) (laughs) He he has the initials JG. Hmm. It is interesting. 
Uh, actually, shout out to Cameron Britton, who I saw this on Twitter. He was the first one uh, to say it. Do you realize, Levin, that 23% of George Kittle's career touchdown catches, career, have come since Brock Purdy took over? <laughs> Six uh, games we're talking. Boy, we always wonder why he wasn't a better red zone target. Right? Like, that's how they have just connected, man, in a way that I, I don't know how to explain it, but it is awesome to see George Kettle absolutely going off. Now is over 10 touchdowns on the year, had never gotten beyond six before this year. Yeah, and I think uh, at least three of them with Purdy have been the not not planned ones where, oh, it broke down, Purdy buys time, finds Kittle sneaking away somewhere. Uh, he had one of those today. And those are the difference makers. You know, that's what, not that I'm putting Purdy up on this pedestal yet, but that's what the elite quarterbacks do. When the play doesn't go by design, they still get the touchdown in the red zone. They still find somebody. And we haven't seen that from a 49ers quarterback in a really long time. Because I would argue Alex Smith, Colin Kaepernick, neither one of them were particularly good at it either. Well, it's working right now. Keep it going, Brock, because it's it's fantastic to see him fulfill his potential uh, because he should be a red zone weapon. And we always thought he could be a red zone weapon. And now we know for sure he can be. And that is absolutely massive. Um, let's talk about Brock a little bit. In this game, 15 of 20, 178 yards, three touchdowns. I thought he was, you know, he had some kind of different moments early on in this game. I thought he had a couple of inaccurate throws, a couple of throws where he had to change his arm angle and he didn't quite get it there. But he every you know, quarterback has those every yeah. game. Yep. I, I would say the part that he showed a little bit of his youth was thinking he can outrun linebackers <laughs> Isaiah in the Simmons. NFL. Yeah. Like you're not outrunning them. You're best to just step up in the pocket. Like that's the one thing he hasn't learned yet. The, yeah. the spin move isn't always the best move. He bails because on his if it's a, if it's a linebacker, you're just going to get tackled for even more of a loss than just running up and taking the two or three yard sack. But let's let's zoom out a little bit. If you if I had told you that when Brock Purdy took over from Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers were going to get over 1,300 yards, 14 total touchdowns, and just four interceptions, you would have really? never believed me. Three, because one of them was the garbage time one before he took over. Yeah, but nonetheless, it still counts. I mean, that's what we've gotten from Bach Purdy since he took over. That's insanity. That's crazy, crazy good. That's why Kyle Shanahan is the coach of the year right there. Look at look at other teams, even with their backup quarterbacks. They can't score points. The Miami Dolphins, right? The genius Mike McDaniel. Guess what? He could bear. He couldn't even get a touchdown today against the Jets, who had nothing to play for with his third-string quarterback. Kyle Shanahan is dominating, and that's a credit to Brock and everybody the Niners have, but it's also a credit to Kyle. I mean, it's literally the best start, all things considered, a quarterback has ever had uh, in terms of first six starts. Because uh, he came into the game, the first quarterback ever to, what was it, uh, win his first five starts and throw two touchdowns in each game. Well, he did that again in this one. So now he extends that to six. Nobody else did it for more than four. And that includes Hall of Famers. I think Dan Marino was the one that had four that he broke that record. So he's literally having the best start 
to a career anybody's ever had. It's insane. Like it's something that you can't fully comprehend just how good it is because we're in the heat of this playoffs and, and all that. You just can't comprehend how good this start has been. You know when we're going to comprehend it? We're going to comprehend it maybe next year or two years from now when there's another rookie quarterback that gets off to a hot start and they have like eight or nine total touchdowns in that same span and they put the graphic on the screen and you're going to look at it. You're going to look back and be like, holy crap, Brock Purdy put up a ton of touchdowns. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Like next year is going to be fascinating to see how they treat that quarterback room. Well, what? Yeah. And we got time to get to that. Down that's right. We got, we got an entire off season of just talking about that. Yeah. I ain't worried about that right now. What I'm worried about is what Kyle Shanahan says in the post game press conference. I want to hear nobody injured, right? I don't want to hear right. anybody's hurt. I want, I want to hear any of that. I don't want any injuries to pop up tomorrow out of nowhere. Uh, I thought Kyle did a good job of getting guys out of the game at the right time. I don't know what the hell the Chargers are doing today. The Chargers were like playing everybody. They got Joey Bosa hurt. They got Eckler was dinged up a little bit. Mike William. We don't have to worry about any of that. Kyle got everybody out of the game. It was non-essential employees only at the end of that game, which is exactly what he should have done. I haven't actually been able to look. I just saw somebody post something because, you know, I was coming home from work uh, during halftime and then uh-huh. I had my kid in my lap. Did Michael Parsons actually get like a serious injury or not? I know he got injured at one point. Oh, no, I, I haven't seen that. If, I, to be honest, I haven't kept my eye a ton on these other games. I, um, I saw the podcast. I think it was our pod, our SB Nation podcast network for the Cowboys posted that they didn't show up and now Parsons is hurt. But that was like early in the game. I didn't see anything else. Like I said, I didn't ooh. have time to like look into how serious of an injury and whether he came back. That would be massive. Yeah, I, I'll have to check on that. By the way, Seattle looks like they did win in overtime, 1916. So we'll see uh, if they sneak into the playoffs. JJ00 watching on my Twitch page, at Stats on Fire. Follow me there. We'll comprehend Brock Purdy's start the week after the Niners hoist the Lombardi because every show will be talking about it. Well, that may be true. No rookie quarterback has ever started in the Super Bowl. So if the Niners are going to do this thing, that's the kind of history that they're going to make. So first stat uh, that I looked up, it's just that, ignoring what I said. Yes, yes. Well, we've already thing. kind of talked about Great. it. Like, Brilliant historical note we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about the Super Bowl it. when we get to it. Okay. All right. Dazzle me. That that last touchdown, the one that was a rushing touchdown for Mason that got called back and then yep. became a passing touchdown. You know what that did? What did that do? That was the 30th passing touchdown for the 49ers on the season. It's the first 30 touchdown passing season for the 49ers since 2001. And it's only the ninth ever. And that was Jeff Garcia, yes. I assume. Yes, yeah, Jeff I mean, uh, Javi Vega, our podcast host emeritus for SB Nation, actually had a good tweet. 49ers quarterbacks this year combined to throw for just under 4,000 yards, 30 passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns, nine picks. And maybe that is the biggest thing for me this year, 11. The turnovers, they have cut down significantly on the turnovers. There's only been one year in the Shanahan era where they had a positive turnover differential before this season. That was 2019. They got to the Super Bowl. Here we are. 49ers lead the league in turnover differential. They've won 10 straight games and they're steamrolling into the playoffs. That has been maybe the biggest key to this entire year. Right. Like they, they've come up with defensively. They've had key turnovers at key times throughout the season and offensively, they haven't shot themselves in the foot. I mean, the the worst turnover of the season technically didn't count as a turnover, and that would be the safety 
of Jimmy Garoppolo running out of bounds. Like that's that's the one backbreaking one I think I think of. I can't think of another one that was like late game turnover, game's over. Uh, not late game, but there was one right before the half against the Chiefs where they got the ball. They could have scored right before halftime. They were down 14-13, and Jimmy threw a pick. And uh, we all know what happened in the second half of that game. But, like, literally, they've only thrown nine interceptions on the entire year. That is elite-level quarterback play. And I came from three people, but you would if I told you at the beginning of the year they'd only throw nine picks, you would have jumped at that. Yeah, same with throwing 30 touchdowns. Uh, oh, yeah. That's why they combined have one of the best seasons ever for the 49ers in passer rating. Once again, another top 10 season. I don't know the exact number because I would, would have had to sit and plug, plug in today's numbers to get the overall quarterback rating, but they were already over 100, and that's only happened now nine times for the 49ers franchise. It's literally a top 10 offensive year in one of the most storied offensive franchises of all time. I mean, think about how many years they had Montana and Steve Young. This is better than half of those. Waveware watching on YouTube. Good point points out Brian Greasy's here. He may well be his doing. I don't know how much credit to give him, but you've got to give him some. Quarterbacking is his main job, and the Niners quarterbacks have done their best job ever under Kyle Shanahan of protecting the football. So I think that's fair. We have to give Brian Greasy his flowers. Right. Uh, And somebody on this network criticized that even going into the season for a few games there. But uh, we won't name that person. It was probably me. <laughs> it was you. I mean, <laughs> let's let's. You were the one that sat and said, why the heck are we hiring this guy? He has no experience whatsoever. Trey Lance needs a real quarterback coach. Well, nothing I was wrong. than actual like, experience doing it. Is that is that what you want to hear? I was wrong. <sighs> I'll take the ears. L's. I'll take Look, I've taken multiple <laughs> L's this year. I was wrong about Greasy. I was wrong about Christian McCaffrey. He has absolutely been worth every single draft pick that they gave up. He's amazing, Levin. He is such a get-out-of-jail-free card for this team, and we saw it in this game. Oh, third and 17, draw to Christian McCaffrey. First down. Third and five, what do we do? Just put McCaffrey out wide. Brock drops back, hits him on a comeback route. He is incredible for this team. And he looked like a sad puppy on the sideline when Kyle wouldn't let him back into the game today. You know, I actually had the thought uh, with uh, Eli Mitchell scoring those two touchdowns. I wonder if now there is a legitimate argument that this is the best running back room in the league. Uh, I think most people would probably pick the Cowboys because you have Pollard and Zeke. But when you go Christian McCaffrey and then Eli Mitchell is your backup and Jordan Mason's your third string, and your third round pick is your fourth string who right. doesn't even necessarily dress some games. Like that that's not only a, an elite level at the top, but a very deep running back room. Did you hear uh the little nuggets on the broadcast they throw in? They had some time to talk about it because Ty Davis Price got into the game and they said the Niners coaches said they want Ty Davis Price to hit the hole harder. So, like, clearly, you know they're not happy with him, which we knew anyway, but now we know specifically why. Um, yeah, but McCaffrey is continuing to just be incredible. I love they, – they made it. Like, they made it through to the playoffs. We assume, again, that could change, but from what we know right now, they made it into the playoffs, and he's healthy. That is massive. for the, With him healthy, they have to be – like, Brock Purdy or not, I don't care that a rookie's never started the Super Bowl. They are absolutely the top contender for the Super Bowl. 
You know what's insane? Remember how bad the offense was starting out this season? Like part of that was, you know, the first first game weather and all that, but they were only averaging like 22 points per game when they acquired Christian McCaffrey. With today's 38 and this string of 30 plus points pretty much every single game with Brock Purdy, save one game, they now have the ninth most points ever scored in franchise history first season. And but, for this franchise, that's incredible. Right. It's insane that they became a top 10 ever 49ers offense. Like that, like we talked about, is what Christian McCaffrey brought. They went from a middling, struggling offense that, you know, one or two drives a game, it was like, oh, hey, there's that juggernaut we saw in 2019. And the rest of the game was, oh, here's a three and out where they don't even look like they know what they're doing. <laughs> then they get Christian McCaffrey and. I would have to see how it's ended up now because the Cowboys aren't putting up points in this game, but they might have been the highest scoring team in the league after acquiring Christian McCaffrey because it's now over 30 points average. It's going to be close. Uh, For those not watching on YouTube, the Niners have scored 30 plus points in seven of the 11 games after the Christian McCaffrey trade. That is how important he has been. We talked about last year putting Debo in the backfield unlocked a lot for this offense this year it absolutely was the Christian McCaffrey trade you cannot overstate how important he has been to this offense not a pro bowler though somehow Hmm. Hmm. interesting okay uh really quick glass half full guy thanks for the super chat will Kalia Davis be active for the playoffs I don't know I can't even pretend to answer you I know he wants to be um but I have no idea (laughs) you know no I do not know and Look, there's going to be some good players that are inactive because this is a very deep team. Like Ty Davis-Price, he might be inactive uh, in a game in the playoffs. Who knows? It depends on if they want four running backs or not. Yeah, I don't know uh, if you would say he's a good player or not, but Drake Jackson was inactive today just because the Niners wanted some some depth up the middle. Um, Sorry, people are saying we're skipping the Super Chats. I don't mean to. I apologize. I'm... If I see him, I absolutely put him up. So I apologize. Uh, Rob, oh, fired. I know. Sorry. Full whites. My bad. Watching on YouTube. Lenore is going to be a liability for us in the playoffs. Still not sold on him. Putting Embry Thomas or Jack Rabbit in there. Man, he not, did not Embry Thomas. He did not I, I was surprised. Good. I thought after that first play, when Lenore just not only gave the interception, got mossed once again. Lenore's timing on a jump is horrendous, by the way. Yeah. He can't uh, make a play then, on the ball. Then his like half-hearted attempt at tackling. Hey, I'm going to grab your arm. No, dive at the dang legs. You might have got him down inside the five, and this defense does get goal line stops. I thought, why not? You got nothing to lose here. Put in Jackrabbit and see what he can do. You know what I mean? At one point in his career, he was a really, really good corner. Why not? This is like your your game that, well, if he doesn't do well, doesn't really matter. You might be the three seed instead. Who cares? It's not a big deal, but you would at least know, hey, we might have an improvement here. And if it's not, well, then in the playoffs, we go back to Lenore. Well, maybe what they wanted to do was get Jack. Because remember, they kind of signed Jack Rabbit out of the blue. Maybe they wanted to get him in, get him up to date on the system. And now going into the playoffs, maybe they make the switch. Like now that he's gotten the chance to learn how things work. I don't know. Like you said, they can always go back to uh, Lenore if necessary. But yeah, it's. It's dicey. It was it was telling that the Cardinals immediately went after him right out of the gate, um, which does scare me a little bit if they have to play the Lions or the Packers. Uh, Levin, I said before you hopped in that that as Niner fans, our attitude should be 
don't worry about who we have to play. They have to play us. That they should be the ones worried. Kent, watching on the Facebook page, says, what team, Green Bay or Seattle, would you like to face in the first round? Uh, yeah, that, what you just said is the mentality the team should take, but we're yes. fans. Like, <laughs> we, we don't affect anything. Uh, it, it's absolutely Seattle. Do you want to play Green Bay, who has a Hall of Fame quarterback, or do you want to play Seattle, who you have easily beaten twice this season already? Like, yeah. Yeah, I want to play the Seattle team that has not played as well down the stretch than they did early in the season rather than the Green Bay team that's arguably playing the second best amongst all NFC teams to the 49ers in the last six or seven games. Uh, are the Lions eliminated with the Seahawks win? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. So, well, there you go. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with your general point. Like, Hall of Fame quarterback playing better now than he has all year. Do I really want to see that? No, I don't. But Right. And that, that at this point in, in his career, uh, I would be very confident in saying the monkey on Aaron Rodgers' back mm-hmm. is the fact that he can't beat the team that passed on him in the draft. The team <laughs> that he is so mad at, he still – he talked about it, what was it, a year or two ago? That it still bothers him that he was passed on and, you know, that it still drives him. Like the fact he can't bring, he can't uh, win against the 49ers in the playoffs has got to drive him crazy. And that, that would be the thing that he wants to get done before he retires. I will say, I wouldn't mind seeing his sad puppy dog face on the Pat McAfee show after the 49ers eliminated him yet again. Well, no, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I'm not saying like, I wouldn't go as far as to say I'm scared of Green Bay. It's just if you're telling me I want, who do you want to play? It's Seattle and it's easy. Like it's a no brainer. And I still think you can run on Seattle, which I think you're going to see a heavy, heavy dose of in the playoffs for the 49ers. If, uh, when they get there, I want to get into a couple other uh, topics to people. I want to give uh, love to Brandon. Ayuk. congratulations over 1000 yards on the season. 13 49ers player with a thousand plus receiving yards in a season. Good for him, man. We've all been talking about, we think he's good. Two years ago, you said that Ayuk was the best receiver on the team. I give you credit for that. You nailed it immediately. And he's kind of blossomed a little bit this year. We all know about the doghouse last year. Shout out to B.A., who has been playing his ass off and now gets over 1,000 yards. Yeah, and this was one of the things that it was going to take too long to look up that I wanted to look up. I wonder, I would guess it's uh, T.O. and Jerry Rice, but when's the last time the 49ers had a thousand yard receiver and then the next year a different person thousand yard receiver because Debo did it last year Ayuk did it this year they're both on the team it shows that they have two really good two players I would argue number one receivers in a large majority of the teams in the league and I would guess it's probably been 20 plus years since they had that I have no idea how to look that up but it's probably been a long time but I love that Ayuk has, you know, like whatever was going on there is over now. He's past it. The team is past it. So good. Uh, Louis Fernando Aguilar Alonso says Bolden and Crabtree for to the answer to your question. Maybe. I don't know. That's a good guess, though. Um, I, I wanted to go to this from Benny Lawrence watching on the Facebook page, whose name I have been mispronouncing all season long. And I apologize, Benny. I keep calling him Bernie. I don't know why reading is not my strong suit, apparently. But Benny Lawrence watching on Facebook. Every time this team has played an opponent three times, they always lose that third one. I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah, I wouldn't be sweating out the Seahawks, especially in San Francisco. 
So I just wanted to uh, get that point in there. Thousand yards for Ayuk. Great to see. I can't wait to see Shanahan's comments to the team after the game. I think he hated this last three game stretch. I think since they clinched, he has not liked it. He likes to be full bore, play to the end, all that stuff. He told the broadcast crew last week that he's uncomfortable in this situation. That's all over with now. You don't have to worry about resting guys. You don't have to worry about trying to navigate who to play, when and where, and not care. Now it's foot on the gas for the rest of the way. Well, hopefully he gets comfortable with it because he has years of this to get used to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's funny. I talked about it a lot, and a lot of people talked about Kyle Shanahan with the 10 lost seasons he had early on. Well, guess what? Now he's had 10 win seasons in three of his last four years. That's Kyle Shanahan. Eat your heart out, McVay. And with no, with a banged up quarterback situation too. So that's right. kind of, people pointed to that in the past as to a reason why he lost 10 plus games. Shout out to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and the entire front office. They have built this team. They have insulated themselves as much as any team can against injuries. And they have built in redundancies with interchangeable parts. And it's obviously working right now because here we are. Yeah, and uh, once again, a thing to look towards uh, in terms of topics down the road. If they win the Super Bowl, I'm guessing John Lynch goes to broadcasting because he would have achieved what he wanted to achieve. There's nothing left. I totally agree with you. Uh, but again, don't 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 talk about that yet. We got a long way You're to go. You're the one that was mad because I wasn't talking Super Bowl after you were. Well, I just pointed out some statistical facts that were highly relevant to the conversation. That's all. What else were you looking up before you jumped in here that caused you to be late? Uh, Well, I looked up, as I mentioned, the ninth most points scored for the 49ers. And then the other one is they did uh, become the 10th best point differential of any Niners team. So they have four different things that they were in the top 10 ever for the 49ers franchise. And again, this is not like... The Cincinnati Bengals or, you know, a team that doesn't have the Arizona Cardinals. Perfect example. Team without history. We're talking about one of the blue blood greatest franchises in the history of the National Football League. Right. Put so it this way. Significant. The Niners are up to 173 points uh, in terms of point differential. That's now over 10 points per game. They literally averaged score, beat their opponent by double digits. Uh Oh, this is a terrifying comment. Jeffrey Tucker on YouTube. Rod needs to strap on a helmet and take over for Lenore. Look, he went to a college that doesn't even have football. We've been over this, Jeffrey. (laughs) That's true. I am 140 pounds soaking wet. So, you know, that may be a factor. I might not hold up in the run game. That's all I'm saying. Hey, Jackrabbit's probably only about 140 pounds. I Yeah. Well, they got to give him a shot. They got to give him a shot at this point because it's just going to get. What would your nickname be, huh? Stats. I mean, I got to keep it, nah. right? You can't be, yeah, stats because of what you're giving up to the wide receivers. Wait, one way or another, it works. <laughs> All right. I, I don't see the problem here. I see the nickname applies and we're good. Um, you I'm know, trying... there is one foolproof way to never allow a reception. And that just is grab the receiver and throw him down every time, take the penalty. <laughs> well, that's true. Or just get blasted on play one and immediately retire, which is a significant possibility. Uh, I'm trying to keep an eye on what they're saying in the post game. Shanahan said Kittle was the number one read on both of his touchdown receptions in today's game. So you were wrong earlier, earlier 11. Take the L. Say it. Say it. What do you mean? It w- He might have been the first read, but that's not the play that was designed. Kittle stopped. 
Purdy still had the ball, and then he darted to the corner. He was the first read the whole time. No. Shanahan said he was relieved the Niners secured the number two seed while avoiding major injuries, as you would expect. Uh, more on Kyle from uh, talking about Brock. He's playing consistent and making good decisions with the ball. He avoided bad turnovers and has done a good job getting good players the ball. Overall, the guys played real well. I feel like, man, I don't know. That's like not the nicest quote about Brock. He's done a good job of getting good players the ball. I mean, that's, that's the name of the game. That's what good quarterbacks do. Here's the ball, Mr. Star. Go make something happen. Like that, that's all they got to do. Get it in the arms of a playmaker, and more often than not, you're going to have a scoring drive. That's what Jimmy Garoppolo failed to do. He was not very good, like we've talked about, at getting Kittle the ball. Say what you want about Brock. He knows how to get it to people. Um, I don't, yeah, I think it's clear from the play calling that that Kyle trusts Brock in a way that he did not trust Jimmy Garoppolo. Steve Young talked about that on KMBR. Even in this game, right? Jordan Mason touchdown gets overturned. They put it in the hands of Brock. They didn't run it again. They easily could have just run it up the gut and whatever. What'd they do? They put it in the hands of Brock. He throws the touchdown to George Kittle. I think it's definitely clear that he has faith in Brock. He is not going to get into a situation where he's like, oh, no, it's a seventh-round rookie. Like, he's going to let it rip. Yeah, I actually had uh, this, the Pinocchio song pop in my head at the beginning of this game, maybe because I saw an ad for some new Pinocchio movie but right before the game. But he has no strings on him. Shanahan does not handcuff him. He lets him have all the potential and trusts him to make the most of it. The one thing that Purdy is no question about it, much worse than Jimmy Garoppolo on. The quarterback sneak. cannot quarterback sneak whatsoever. Like, get rid of that. Take that out of the playbook. He can't do it. He's not he good at it. He's terrible. He doesn't even get low. That's that's part of his problem. He, like, tries to go high. It's like, dude, you're six foot. You're not getting high. Can we get Jimmy Garoppolo back in the playoffs just for that? Like, Patch him up, man. Let's Give go. Him the Taysom Hill treatment. <laughs> <laughs> we need Jimmy Garoppolo in the playoffs for his mobility. <laughs> no, that would be the plot twist. When do you think the 49ers will play if they do have to play Green Bay? They're not going to play on Saturday next week. I'll tell they you that. Be the night, I'll, I'll say this. They will be the night game if they play right. Green Bay. Because that will be, one, it's going to be in San Francisco, whoever it is. That means mm-hmm. it's West Coast. Yeah, so They're going to want to have them in the later game to begin with. And the Green Bay-San Francisco playoff history, uh, you're talking about two of the largest fan bases in the entire league. You would get incredible ratings. So it will be one of the night games, whether it's Saturday or Sunday. Let me ask you this. Do you prefer Saturday or Sunday? Because on one hand, it's a short week this week if it's Saturday, but then you get the extra day of rest potentially for the next week. I think I just want it on a Sunday. Let's just stay in the flow, keep everything the same. And, you know, we'll take our chances. Don't change anything. That's how I am. I, I, Sunday is football. Right. When you're on a winning streak, you don't mess with the streak, man. Change nothing. If you're, if you're eating chicken before the game, eat chicken. Like Bill Walsh once said, for some players, that means a lot of sex. For others, none at all. Whatever you're doing, stick with it because they've won 10 straight games. Yeah, let's... Uh, it could theoretically be Monday, by the way. That's the worst. Can it? 
Yeah, there's a wild card game Monday, 8-15. God, I've forgotten that. That's they just, won't do that. That is so unfair, in my opinion. I, I don't like it to begin with. I hate when a team plays uh, on Sunday, and then the next week they have to play on Saturday against a team that got to play on Saturday the previous week. So one team gets eight days, the other team gets six. Yeah. I think that's so unfair. I agree. Waltony 101 watching on my Twitch page. That's that's on fire. <laughs> Please be a Saturday from a UK-based fan. Yeah, I don't know what time that game would be, but you got to get up for work, I imagine. Um, it's, if it's 8 o'clock Eastern time for us, that would be, I think, their six-hour difference. So that would yeah. be 4 in the morning. Oh, or, sorry, man. 2 in the morning for them, start time. 2 in the morning, game probably ends at 5 in the morning, sleep for maybe an hour. That is... That is dedication. I will just say that. That is a dedicated 49er fan. Um, but again, like, I'm I, maybe this is me just like drunk off the win, but I would prefer it on a Sunday. Put us on a Saturday, put us on a Monday, whatever. You got to come play us. You got to come to Levi's. You got to play against that defense. You got to play against a seemingly fantastic Brock Purdy putting up 30 points a game, and you take your chances. And by the way, just uh, one thing I didn't mention too: nobody this season, nobody has won the week after playing the 49ers. Oh, and 15. The Chiefs had a bye the following week, so and they it's, escaped. It's about that. to be uh, two times this season that a coach is fired immediately after playing. The 49ers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury could be fired before this show ends. Let's uh, be honest. Yeah, I would guess they'll probably announce it in a day or two because they'll want to start the coaching search. So mm. it will get announced soon. I think the coaching search has already started. To be well, honest with you. <laughs> But yeah, there's going to be a Jim Harbaugh uh, rumor probably by the end of the evening. I well, actually saw something that Harbaugh would likely be interested. Not only that, Sean McVay's status is very much up in the air right now. I mean, he obviously thought about it before. This is a situation, and we talked about this when Trey Lance was drafted, about how if they hit on Lance, they could run the NFC in the division for a while. Well, if McVay retires... Maybe does Matt Stafford retire? Who knows? Does Aaron Donald retire? Who knows? By the I way, I think Donald would retire. Stafford has already gone on record that there's no way he's ending on the note he had this year. Yeah, okay. But I'm just saying the Niners could be in control of the NFC West for a long, long time. You're not scared of Geno Smith? Uh, no, I am not scared <laughs> of Geno Smith. He had all he could handle today against that Rams team with nobody. <laughs> it would be interesting to see Jim Harbaugh uh, part of me would love it, and part of me would absolutely hate it if he's in the division. <laughs> hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. I said it a thousand times. No. I don't care. Like, some people do this with roads to the Super Bowl, and we'll talk about Green Bay, and then, you know, what that would mean for the 49ers going forward, depending on who won the other games. I want the easiest postseason road for the 49ers of all time. I don't care if the other teams have to play all their backup quarterbacks. I don't care. What happens regardless of circumstance? I don't care if a team is down to their emergency quarterback in the Super Bowl. Do you still get the trophy at the end? That's all I want. So it doesn't matter to me. So keep Jim Harbaugh away, away. Keep Sean Payton away in the end. Go, everybody go to the AFC. I want no part of it. It'll be interesting to see because if I'm Harbaugh, uh, I'm not leaving for Carolina. I don't care what they offer. They don't <laughs> have a quarterback situation figured out. You know, if I'm Harbaugh, I'm not coming to a team that I got to find a quarterback with. You know what I mean? Stay in Michigan until you get a job offer where you truly have a quarterback. Now, I will say I do think Harbaugh would be a decent match for Murray because what did Harbaugh do with Alex Smith? Talked him up endlessly. 
<laughs> gave him confidence, got his confidence back. He's Harbaugh. I think behind the scenes is probably pretty tough on his quarterbacks, but publicly he has their back. No doubt. He will not, you know, Shanahan's almost the opposite. I think, you know, Shanahan never wants to say, yeah, they played great. He's always got to find something in the post-game press conference and say, eh, they could have been better on that. Shout out from Brazil, from Andre watching on YouTube. Shout out from the Brazil faithful. Love that. Thank you for watching. We appreciate it. How about this question from Dallas Eisenreich watching on Facebook? If Lynch did go back to broadcasting, do they stay in-house yep. for the GM? Would that be Adam Peters, you think? Yeah, I think that might be part of the driving decision. If Lynch is already thinking about it, if the Niners win the Super Bowl, there's a decent chance Peters is gone unless he gets that promotion. Well, and remember this too. When Amazon came to Lynch and said, hey, we're going to offer you a boatload of money, Lynch said the biggest factor of why he didn't go is because he gave the speech to the team after the NFC title game loss and said, we have unfinished business here. And he said right. he couldn't bring himself to leave the team with business left unfinished. Well, you win the Super Bowl, case closed. Maybe he does walk away. And that would change things for the I don't want to say it would solve a problem, but the Niners have so many good people in the front office. Like you said, Peters has been interviewing for GM spots. They've had multiple people interview for GM spots. If Lynch did walk away, then maybe Peters can stay and you sort of keep some of those people in house and intact. But again, I know we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. Well, there's two things on this on the Lynch topic. One, it wouldn't solve a problem. It would potentially create a problem because Shanahan and Lynch were brought in together. They've been a team. If Lynch goes, even if it's Peters, Shanahan might want final say. He might really start to inflict his will on decisions, and that could create a power struggle type dynamic. So, I mean, right now things are working, so I hope nothing changes. But the other thing is, is uh, if McVay leaves for a broadcasting job in the next couple of weeks, say, uh, Lynch is staying because there's no opening left. They just filled a bunch of them with big names. There's really only probably one True. gig out there. Like there's not a gig for both of them this year. Like last year, everything was up in the air. Every one of the big time prime time broadcasting yeah. crews was up for renewal. That's a good point. Uh, it was sort of like a broadcasting shuffle going into the year. Um, oh, we got a super chat. I want to make sure I get to that. Maxime watching on YouTube. Don't want to see Harbaugh in the division, but just the first pregame handshake with Jed would be primetime TV. I mean, don't forget, like Jim Harbaugh came back to Levi's this year and was honored by the 49ers for alumni week. So, like, I don't think that the now granted, would he love to beat Jed in a game if he was competing against him? Yes. But if things were still that icy between Jed and the 49 uh, Jed and Harbaugh, he wouldn't be back for alumni week. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> my wife would be excited. She, she says every year I, I missed the guy with the Sharpie because of his animation during the game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kyle's pretty animated, but not like Harbaugh. I mean, Harbaugh would just absolutely blow a gasket. But I there. would be more interested in the post-game handshake. It's Harbaugh. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> Is he going to fight somebody? That's like a legitimate question <laughs> that you have to ask. Wouldn't, um, wouldn't it be weird? Speaking of Harbaugh, so this is just by my head. I would say there's a decent chance Greg Roman is in his last days uh, with Baltimore. With Baltimore, yeah. Yeah, he would be able to get Greg Roman back. And Fangio, possibly, because Fangio that, wants to get back into the game, that's too. True. That would be wild. Yes. Uh, a couple more things before we go. I was 
frantically scanning Twitter at the end of that game. Little different scenario when you Niners are winning. It's like, okay, I could look around. I saw this, and I believe it's from Al Sacco of the 49ers Web Zone podcast. But I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe I'm misattributing that. The 49ers have scored touchdowns at the end of the first half in four of Purdy's six games. That's damn impressive. And it shows, oh, it was Mayoko. I apologize. It was Mayoko. They scored in Miami or against Miami with four seconds left in the half. They scored against Tampa Bay with 15 seconds. Seattle, they scored with 47 seconds. And this week in Arizona or against Arizona, they scored with 19 seconds. So when we talk about why Kyle trusts Brock Purdy, it's because of that. They're running the two-minute drill. They're protecting the football. They're going down the field. And it's not just field goals. They're getting touchdowns. And we know Kyle is obsessed with that score a touchdown at the end of the first half, try and score one at the beginning of the second half. He he's That's huge for him. He thinks about it all the time. So the fact that Brock has been able to have that success, I think, has been a huge reason why they have such a budding relationship. Right. And, and the, the score before halftime in this game was huge. That was kind of the backbreaker. Because it was a one-point game prior to that. And then they made it eight points. They came out in the second half. They started strong. Game was over by eight, nine minutes into the third quarter. Yep. Yeah, that's a really good point. They absolutely swung the game at that point. And again, they came out in the second half. And I think, I don't know what that halftime speech was, but it must have been pretty good. Did you hear the uh, sideline reporter? Yeah, I just I talked about that before you came on. Yeah. Kyle said, stop messing around was the quote he gave to Jen Hale yeah. of Fox. That he had hoped to pull people. But can't. <laughs> yep. So it was, yeah, he probably was pretty animated. So here we go. 10 straight wins for the 49ers. Again, only the ninth team in the last 25 years to accomplish that fact. Division champions, two seed in the NFC. Bring on the Packers. Bring on the Seahawks. Bring on the Cowboys who got dusted today by Washington. Whoever you want to pick. Bring it on. And one more announcement before we go, Levin. Very excited because it's playoff time. And if anybody remembers last year before the playoffs started, we had a very special guest join us on the Gold Standard podcast on Thursdays. And that was Joe Staley. And he joined us as long as the 49ers continued in the playoffs. I am very happy to say Joe Staley is going to join us this week, Levin. He's coming back on Thursday's show on the Gold Standard podcast. Joe Staley will join us again for this year. And the best part, we taped the show on Wednesday, and that's my birthday. I get to talk to Joe Staley and you on my birthday. That is the best birthday present of all time. <laughs> Don't tell your wife that, because I'm sure she's buying you some birthday presents. Well, I mean, yeah, but it's <laughs> Joe freaking Staley, man. Come on. You know, while we're talking about birthdays, special days, whatever you want to talk about, I'm hoping, and this is going to sound weird, I'm hoping the 49ers ruin my wedding anniversary this year. Oh, explain. It's on Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> First of my all, wife how... is, is not happy. She realized this about three days ago. She was like, the Super Bowl's on our anniversary. I was like, yeah. How did you let that happen? <laughs> what do you mean? The Super Bowl is the same time every year. That's when you it's chose the to the 12th. Yeah. I got married eight years ago when the Super Bowl was like on the 1st of February. They keep pushing yeah. it back. It used to always be before February. Hey, man, skate where the puck is going. You should have factored in schedule expansion hey, into your plan. I, I needed to double dip. 
I got wedding anniversary and Valentine's Day in a two-day period, so I don't oh, have to do both. Dude. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's like it's, a one-two. It, you know, it's like the people that have birthdays on Christmas Day. You, you're not really getting to celebrate your birthday. You're yeah, that's a bad. We don't that's celebrate Valentine's Day. We celebrate our wedding anniversary. Yeah. Well, and there that's you just go. fine by me. People are fired up to hear that Joe Staley is coming back on the pod. That is awesome. Stephen Duckett, let's freaking go, Robin Levin. Really grateful to Joe to uh, giving for giving us some of his time. Patrick says, nice to see Levin back on the instant reaction. Yeah, it is nice. Feel free to you know continue to join us. Brian Elliott, happy early birthday, Rob. Mine is today. Happy birthday, Brian. Come on, Robin Levin. Wish me a happy birthday. There you go. Thanks for spending part of your birthday with us. That is Yeah, lucky awesome. you. Jason watching on Facebook. Staley got to wear his good luck socks. Joe Staley told us last year he has socks with his face on them. I don't know how that happened, but he has a bunch of them. He told me he was going to send me some, and he never did. I want, I want those socks, Joe. Damn it. Don't think I forgot about that. I like free stuff. You can hang them on the wall right over there by the statue. <laughs> That's going to do it for this edition of the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for all your support. Again, I'm so grateful. The millions of you that have listened, and I'm, Swear to God, it is millions of you, plural, that listen to this show. We are so, so grateful for your support. If you don't follow us, uh, please follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. Smash that subscribe button on the YouTube page and the like button as well. I see Levin's wearing his homage shirt. I'll give one more shout out to homage. By the way, I got my sweatshirt on right here, the hoodie. If you want really good gear up for the 49ers playoff run, Click the link in the YouTube description or the link that'll be in the podcast description. It'll take you right to their page. They have new stuff for the playoffs. So if you think you've checked before and maybe you didn't like something or whatever, they have new gear for the playoffs. So you look good. And uh, I know I like my sweatshirt, Levin. I I know you're a fan of the T-shirts and stuff as well. Yeah. Plus, I got the jacket, uh, you know, that really shiny jacket that you didn't want. And you graciously gave it to me every single time. I pull out that bright gold starter jacket to put it on as we're leaving the house. My wife goes, no, not that one. (laughs) That's awesome, baby. (laughs) And do you think of me? Uh, Not really, no. You should. Why not? Every time I put it on? No. Well, where did it come from? If you had never met me, you wouldn't have it. (laughs) If I had never met you, I'd probably be much less stressed in my life yes i agree congratulations niners thanks again everybody we'll be back uh live streaming again tomorrow 10 a.m pacific time myself and vish for the under review show so make sure you join us for that enjoy the rest of the night go niners baby 10 straight win